Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Whitey Sessions, Episode 1, hosted by Stoned Island. Let's take a listen. How we doing, bro? Is this the right spot? Is this the weed talk? I came here to, you guys said there was going to be free weed here. I lost, <laughs> I just lost my lighter. I'm just, I, you, do you have a lighter and weed? I do have a lighter, my friend. And weed. Of course. All right. This must be the right spot then. This this is the the weed safe space. I'm cooking, but I'm also smoking weed, so I'll be listening for a little bit before I talk. <laughs> Yo, why are you always cooking? Um, Every space well, you're on, you're like, like I'm cooking. cooking. Finn, look at the time, buddy. Yeah, but it's all the time. It's no, all the time, like, though. That's, that's the time when it happens. I'm a mother. I cook all the time. <laughs> I'm a mother. I, um... <laughs> <laughs> my uh my co-host is bailed which is really annoying he's just a friend from back home but um he's big into nfts and stuff so it's a shame he's working he works with um uh that uh company shiller i was telling you about finn and they they basically built a board ape yacht club set for their podcasts i would i would i wouldn't like i wouldn't lead with that like when i introduce people to new people i just leave nfts out of that shit I would I would not lead with that. I would lead with something else. I, I don't I don't know, but not that. So don't 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 introduce him. He's not coming, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but I will give an introduction. So basically we're gonna talk about what is a whitey. Um now Americans, I'm can't believe that this doesn't even exist in 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 your world. Like this well, is like a- you, you see it does but not not like it does in your world. So you may get some people in here when they see the word whitey that maybe think it's something else is happening. All I'm saying, yeah, make sure it- you are on the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, a whitey in England is when you smoke too much weed. Now, there's a lot of uh, argument for and against that. It is when you mix alcohol. Now, I have met so many people that have come over to Amsterdam when I was living in Amsterdam and we go out on a big smoking sesh all day and I promise you now they do not drink any alcohol but they go on a whitey or green out depending on what you prefer to call it. I think you just get the spins and start puking because I have eaten an edible like and it was like a thousand milligrams it was like too much and I got the spins and I puked and I was not having Yeah but that's different though that that's way different like ingesting it those cannabinoids are different than what you're vaporizing or smoking and they have fully different effects and they're more potent so like yeah. i don't know it, it's yeah, it's kind of different that shit will make true. anybody puke if they eat enough of it you know but like as far as smoking it i mean some people everybody's endocannabinoid system is different so it's like you never know how someone's gonna react my girlfriend had a seizure the first time she took a dab on our first date so you know, you sometimes shit day. just happens. Well, what, what yeah, she's allergic? like, I want to do it. I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right. Yeah. Fucking seizure. <laughs> Guy, she stuck around. Mate. How you doing? If you can talk. Yeah, no, all good, man. Do so you live in America now? No, no, no. I'm... Um... Well, one of my relatives has passed away and so and he had a hell of a lot of stuff so like we've come over here uh for for about the best part of about a month and a half to go through it all and right. uh, a lot so of cards like that that's all right I, I barely knew the dude but there's you know, tons, yeah. of, <laughs> tons of stuff but i mean you know where, where he lived is a is a legal state so <laughs> it was a little bit of a, a shopping trip i would say <laughs> nice how you finding the weed over there oh mate they take 
they take uh, the whole sativa indica hybrid thing like really seriously. Like if you get a sativa, like it's really eye-opening waking up you know are you here <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm on the east coast at the minute yeah uh, okay other side. um yeah so i mean we had to take you know take some stuff from colorado down because florida's uh, medical only so and we're in tampa at the minute and just got the worst of the hurricane so oh, shit. yeah man it's, it's exciting times yeah. <laughs> that, um that i did uh did an interview i think yesterday morning and the hurricane warning kept going off on everyone's phones so recorded in the interview you got that like hazard going going nuts but now mate the usa stuff is on over there yeah it's on another level over here but i mean like i haven't found a single i haven't found a single shop so far that's that has heard of or even knows of amnesia haze so like really it's shocking. No, it's shocking. I've asked in every single shop. I'm like, have you got any Ami? And they're like, Amnesia haze? Yeah. Amnesia or Amelia? Am- amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's probably a West Coast thing because we have that shit in shops here. I see that shit ah, all the time. Okay. So, no, I, I, I laugh. Sometimes like, it's legit, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I just couldn't find it. But. Well, I am, um, I, I don't know when it was recorded. So, it might be like before all the, you know, cause, the strains are getting really heavy in terms of like how much depth people go into now. But on Netflix, there's a, a documentary called um, Explained. It's only 20 minutes and it talks about sativa and indica. And the original indica came from Afghanistan, but they can't actually, de- they can't actually define a true indica or sativa because it was so long ago. Now, Finn, I know you've done a lot of studying on uh, weed, so maybe you could shed some light on that. I mean, I've I definitely reviewed a lot of weed in my time from when Washington went wreck first and then Oregon uh, over here. There's there's a lot of strains. Eventually, it just kind of all blurs together. Uh, but that is interesting because there is a lot of really good genetics that got lost during the whole war on drugs. A, a lot of really solid, like probably land race shit that you may not see anymore. Uh, because of how you know things change over time and everything uh, and people breed towards depending on what market they're in you know how they're they're measuring what's good weed like uh, a lot of stuff in california and up the west coast they just kind of go by thc numbers so that causes a lot of growers to breed more towards strains that pump those high numbers regardless of what it smells looks tastes like people just shot by the numbers uh that's changing now, but it's still like you have a lot of, I guess, collateral damage from the way that the markets have caused like all of this genetic shit to happen on top of having all of the lost genetics from all of the shit that's been torched for the last, you know, however many years, hundred years or, or whatever. So just it's, it's definitely interesting. Of the uh, news presenter that's, uh, they're burning, I don't know if they're burning weed or opium and he just gets high as tits trying to present them burning it all. And you've just reminded me of that. That's awesome. That had to have been opium. I don't think you'd get that high from like just standing in weed. I mean, maybe if if there was enough of it. No, it's crazy because obviously um, how weed is now is just, in the states I, when i went to the states i was 18 19 and it was only medicinal that you could buy and then you'd have to go go to like the the shop and speak to a doctor who would say have you got backache yes okay here's your green card but yeah, i'm guessing it's totally different now it, it depends on the state and like how progressive i guess that that they are uh in montana for a while when medical was getting started there were these they they were just like traveling gypsies basically but they had like a doctor in their flock and they had like a couple of nurses in their flock and they would just roll to like different spots in montana and set up a tent and like roll people through and get them their recommendations and stuff uh which i don't know some people say that didn't exactly help the the movement but you know it's wrecked there now so whatever <laughs> So the the shops, the dispensaries that you get them from, is it like Amsterdam now where you just walk into the shop and they've just got all the weed strains? I mean, it, it's like that, but probably less touristy. 
Yeah, Amsterdam's wrecked from tourism. I haven't been there since like the early 2000s, but (laughs) even when I was there as a kid, like that shit was hella touristy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, they're trying to move the whole district away from uh, from the centers from the red light district because that's where you get all the shops. But if you look at the data, it was originally in the 90s like 300 coffee shops, but now there's I don't know probably 60. So that's what's happening here. Like, um. I live in New York and we have, um, it's not like a, you can only go to weed shops that are like on the, on the res. So like the res is totally filled and the, um, it's totally filled with rec shops. Like every block is a new, a, a new, a new weed shop. So they're like, it's just overkill. Like it just got legalized. So when it got legalized in New York, the actual state, they can't like sell just yet. Only, you know, only medicinal, I mean, only for medical. So now um, that it's legal, the the res, they have the right to grow and to sell. So they're taking, they're doing all of the business on there. So you just have to go on a reservation and you can have like really, really good service, awesome weed, like all kinds, drinks, everything. And it's not touristy at all. It's just a lot of them. Well, that's, that's how Amsterdam used to be. It was like. They were called coffee shops for a reason because people would just go and have coffee and smoke weed and go about their day. But now it's just just I think if if um weed was legal in the UK and other European countries, then they wouldn't have such a shitty tourist trap because you'd be able to smoke it in your own your own city, you know? Like I, it's so hard to explain to Americans how bad we have it in the UK, but we have to get off a guy that's probably in a car that's doing the rounds, selling loads of different um, <laughs> shitty bags. We call it um, snickle fritz, where you get the ends of the bags all the time, no buds, just stalks. And it's shit. It's so hard. It is, it is bad, but I would say that, you know, it's, it, it's changing very, very slowly. I've got a friend who... Um, is a medicinal user and he uses in the uk we have something called the can card program and so he uses the can card like recommended vaporizer which is like the mighty um and so he can literally like stroll around downtown in london with an eighth in his pocket vaping from the mighty and as long as you're not like actively smoking it if you get pulled if you get like stops or something on the street and you show that card like like nine times out of ten they'll just be like okay whatever and that's happened quite a few times now so i mean it's changing in the uk but i mean it's glacially like slow progress but can you you, you can't smoke a joint though right As you can't smoke now it has to be vaped it has to be va- uh, used a vaporizer i mean i've not got a problem with that because i do like weed vapes but something just hits you a little different with a joint doesn't it it yeah it does but i mean I, for me i find that that you know all the other stuff that's in a J, like it it does that like, come together and give you that nice lot like sort of mongy feeling but i like the potential i think for if you absolutely want to get up to the like the absolute limit i think with a vape you can like if you're pumping a volcano and you're just doing bag after bag you can just get absolutely wrecked on those if if that's your goal um <laughs> i think though you there's there's definitely a difference in the cannabinoids that you're like uptaking when you're combusting versus just vaporizing and i don't know i'm a i'm a smoker i like smoking it i don't i vape it if i have to but uh nothing beats like a full-on combustion <laughs> of, of uh, the flower content. agree <laughs> i like for my for personal things i i vape like most of the time i usually smoke if it's in a social setting so like i do like it but yeah there is something very ritualistic about you know rolling it and everything and lighting it on fire and just holding it in your hand and watching it i'm surprised you guys (laughs) don't just like soup up those vapes and just get them cooking up to like 800 degrees f or 350 c or whatever you guys use over there just like fry it up in the vape (laughs) i had to do some um like sort of hit it on the volcano at like 160 170 like centigrade and that way you can get i mean you get really wispy bags but the taste is insane so like your first two bags you get is really nice taste and then by the time you get to the end and you crank the temperature right up it's it's almost resembling smoke so to speak <laughs> i've never yeah, used it's, a it's, bag 
it's oh, interesting. Oh. All the the terpenes and the cannabinoids all have like different vaporization points and shit. So you can like go through a bag if you have a, a good volcano and like dial in and just get like the the slice of it that you want, you know, and then keep going hotter and hotter and hotter until mm. eventually you're getting. You guys don't like you know, cool dabs. Like you don't like cooler dabs. I dabs are really, cool. Really hot dabs. No, like I like them. I don't like them too hot when I'm hitting the dab. Yeah, no, we're talking about it, like, flour though. Flour's oh, like okay, way different, but yeah, yeah dabs. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to yeah, get hot. those too hot because then you'll no. get benzene and shit happening, and yeah, that's no good. We are uh, well. I don't know about you guys, but um, I've never really been in a social scene in the UK where people are dabbing. To be honest, I, I I've never really come across like big snow sessions where people are dabbing. Dude, the first time I saw it was in Portland, Oregon. And this dude, I interviewed him for this magazine I was writing for. And he started the Northwest Cannabis Club there. And the whole like way he was able to do it was that he wasn't allowed to sell like any weed, anything. So he sold like snacks and drinks and shit and then had this place where people would just go bring their own shit. And then sometimes he'd have like glass artists set up out back where they'd like, you know, you could get baked and like watch people make glass and then buy glass and shit. Um, but yeah, he, he operated that for a while and it, it was pretty interesting what ended up like socially happening as far as like the kind of people that would go there and, and congregate and hang out and start seeing like the same dealers like roll through there every now and again. And like, it, it's, it's pretty interesting. Like what a, a forced kind of half and half prohibition kind of causes people to, to do. Guy Andre, you're in the UK. Did you, have you ever come across people dabbing? Me? No, no, I haven't. No, I've never heard of people dabbing. I've, I've seen, uh, seen people doing it, but I've never, never tried it myself yet. I don't really come across it in the UK at all. Does it just hit different thin or what? Yeah, it's it's just more concentrated uh, cannabinoids and terpene fractions, and then you're just like getting more of it. Did you ever take knife hits when you were a kid? It's kind of like that, where like you're ripping that whole little ball of uh, weed or hash or whatever all at once, uh, and yeah, it just if you're not if if you don't have <laughs> how should I say this <laughs> if if you don't have a properly primed endocannabinoid system, I would chill with the dabs or start with like something that's more heavy on the cbd side and less on the thc side and then like kind of ease your way into it but you could end up like overheating i don't know if this has ever had you know you could have a seizure (laughs) okay so i took a dab hit that was just a little bit too much and so it was like a little bit too much and i thought my skin was on fire I, i had to I mean, I had to like, I felt like I had to get completely like in the buff to be comfortable. Like I was sweating, I was putting run on, I couldn't, I couldn't calm down. And then I realized it was just my heart, you know, and my anxiety kind of freaking me out and shit. So, you know, I calmed down and I dialed it back and I didn't have such a big hit. Like I made my, my hit smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Some people tough. are like some people and they don't know it until it happens, but they have certain sensitivities to pesticides. And like when you're dabbing versus smoking flour, like everything is concentrated. So any pesticides that were in the flour, like smoking it is probably not gonna bug you. But when you concentrate that down, it is way more profound in like what it can do to you, especially if you have any sort of sensitivity. And like that shit's kind of scary because you don't know like, what well, I, I, what aspect was it you know i can definitely agree with that but um for sure i knew that this um the dispensary that i worked in in billings montana was all organic so that dab came from an organic lab not lab but like an organic place because i've been on the farm and everything so i kind of i don't know i think it was just i think it was just too much like you know what i mean i think i like i did too much <laughs> You scared yourself, kid. You scared yourself. We had a six foot bong and I had put dab and like this real um this hit girl um uh, con- stuff on there and just I made this like cu- cool mix and I was like, hey babe, come have some. My my husband hit it. He literally had to go sit in the car and like wait because he could <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> See, we have uh, a term in the UK, so obviously we have the term whitey, but it sounds like what you're describing is what we would call uh, a white emission. 
So it's basically a mission is where you are fighting, not throwing up and you're fighting, coming back round. So the prime example was when we first uh, went to Amsterdam, when we were 18, we went for ADE, which is a massive uh, dance event throughout the whole streets. They've got parties everywhere. And uh, we was in a group of 10. And now Amsterdam's really, really small in terms of the coffee shop sizes. So going with like 10 um, boys and girls trying to get into a shop was almost impossible. And we was like walking around streets, which is wonky anyway. We had no idea where we were thinking, how the hell do we come to Amsterdam and not find any weed? But we finally found a coffee shop that would take us in. And then straight away we sat down we was also so like excited it was like right whoever can roll a joint roll a joint now so they don't let you smoke tobacco in the shop so they you have to smoke it with the herbal tobacco which is super harsh anyway so it was, there was about i'd say six or seven that could roll so they all rolled and then we call it traffic when you um you smoke your joint and you pass it on but then you have another one coming around the corner so we had a traffic of six joints coming around and uh, next thing you know, you look at your mate and he is honestly is normally quite tanned and he's turned into the color of the wall, which was beige. So he was clearly on the route to a whitey. So when we all brought it to his tension, he was like fighting as hard as he could not to throw up. And that fight there is called the mission. See, around these parts, we don't fight it. We just go with it. Puke and rally is what it's called. You go puke and then you rally. Yeah, but we we always laugh. It's because like when you buy weed or whatever and you puke it up, it's kind of like, hold on a second, I've just spent money on this. I definitely don't want to throw it up. <laughs> Especially if you've lined your stomach with uh, with Fabo, you know, food in the wall. You don't want to see that coming back up. <laughs> well, there's nothing I love more than a free candle from Fabo when you're like off your rocker. So that's good stuff there. <laughs> I can't even remember. I was trying to think really hard the last time I even whiteed or throw, threw up from smoking weed. But it was, um, it was actually, <laughs> I didn't have to actually think too hard because it was only a year ago when I was doing a, a ski season. And basically I was uh, managing the lodge and we had to take the guests out to show them around the town in Val d'Isere. And when we was out and about, we just got so wasted. And we always say, beer before bong, you're in the wrong. Bong before beer, you're in the clear. Well, I was definitely in the wrong because I was drinking all night with all these guests that are like high profile guests. Go back to the chalet, which you you obviously work there, but you're not meant to stay there. And I just remember going to the, the middle toilet on the middle floor and just puking my guts up and then waking up early morning to go upstairs to all the guests sat in the room, just being like, what on earth happened to you last night? <laughs> you know, those walls were thin too. And you know, they heard that shit. Proper chunder. <laughs> when was the last time any of you actually whitey from weed? I think the only time I've ever done it is when it's there's been other substances involved. So from just straight up weed, I don't think I've ever that I can recall. It's usually something dumb like too much robitussin or some shit like that. I'll uh, I'll tell you a story about my missus. She's looking at me now because she knows I'm about to tell this story. But we uh, but we uh, we had some friends around a couple of weekends ago, and we decided to get pissed all day. The missus had already told herself that she was going to be hungover the next day, so she decided to properly get on it, mixing all sorts of cocktails. It was like we invited some friends around, and we made this menu of like royal cocktails. Um, I can't remember what they were called, but there was like, oh yeah, pedo princes, pims, and all sorts of weird cocktails. Anyway, we ended up smashing all the drink, and then my other half decided that it was a really bright idea. She cracks open the weed case and sparks up a massive blunt, has proceeds to smoke half of this blunt, and then about 30 minutes later after she'd finished chatting, we wondered where she disappeared to and uh anyway we stepped outside so i could have a bit more of a smoke and there she was sat on the garden furniture fast asleep curled up having thrown up twice in the garden <laughs> so that was her uh that was her most recent one and uh yeah i'm now getting the death stare 
I had to leave the room with uh, my missus because she weighs all the time. I don't know what it is, but whenever we go out and get pissed and we, we've been drunk all night and we come home, you're just about to go into bed and it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's smoke a joint. And you just know in your mind that it's just a bad idea, but you do it anyway because you love weed. And then next thing you know, you're in bed and the whole room is just spinning and you spin it out. That's a new level of spinning as well. When you've, when you like, we've all been pissed, like really, really pissed in the room spinning, but definitely having weed on top of a belly full of ale, just completely in early spaces you're out. There's no motion sickness like that. It's got so bad. I've, I've actually tried Googling how to make it stop when you're in bed. And it doesn't matter what they say online. If you put your foot out on the floor to sort of find your balance, it does not work. You still spin until you stand up and have to sort yourself out a bit of cold water on the face. Yeah, there's no there's no sorting that out, bro. You gotta just let nature take its course. <laughs> you you like, gotta just go with it. You just gotta go with the flow. Yeah. Uh, ground yourself as much as possible and, and get a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> but um I was speaking to some of the UK lads about this whole topic because it's just part of our life because everyone remembers growing up from weed when we were 16 and but obviously we uh drinking alcohol is always involved but we put it down to actually we just get really shit weed like doesn't matter if your guy says it's straight from amsterdam it's normally homegrown in his mum's loft and it's damp as hell you would normally have what to he, what he means cells. is what he means is he got the seeds in a bag one year when he was in Amsterdam, brought that shit home, grew it in his fucking musty ass closet. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> but there are you can like we can order from Amsterdam and get the buds delivered to us. There's like loads of different ways people do it. My friend works in a shop and uh in in Harrogate which is a really, really nice up-class uh, town. And someone keeps mailing him like half an ounce of weed every fucking week. No joke. And he's like, what do I do with it? <laughs> and I was like, well, you can't smoke it yet because just in case a dealer comes around and he's a, a massive like steadhead and he's like asking for his package. But yeah, I feel say, like that's like the, the plot to Layer Cake or some shit. One of those movies <laughs> where they get a bunch of dope. <laughs> but like I said, you, uh, you've you literally been like people dream of this moment. Imagine getting half an ounce of weed through into your shop every week. And it's happened for three weeks now. They must think that they keep getting the address wrong or something's happening. So they keep sending more. Is it more. a business? But he's, not, he's not telling anybody, though, right? He keeps accepting the package, no? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I would definitely, bro. I would not be signing for that shit for sure. I was about but to is, say, is it? <laughs> do not yeah. use your real name. <laughs> no, yeah. definitely not. Is definitely. it a business or it's his house? It's a business, but he he doesn't sign oh. it. So it's been sent to the the shop for this unknown name as a cosmetic. So yeah, people no do that shit a lot. At least here in the states, like you just they'll find like some empty house or a business or something and then use that as the, the send to address that's what everyone usually does. when ordering chinese research chemicals <laughs> <laughs> no when we was at uni that's what everyone used to do if you lived in a like a block of flats you'd get it sent to the flat rather uh, sorry the whole apartment rather than uh, the indiv- individual room so you come downstairs and you find by the door your package has arrived because you don't have to sign for it half the time so it, it gives you a little right. plausible, a little plausible deniability, at least. Yeah, we used to just get it. We used to get it delivered to our cat's name. So if like a neighbor had the package, we'd be like, oh, yeah, it's for our cat. But then if it was the police, it'd be like, no, that, that, no one of that name lives here. No, I would say with the with the level of of stealth on certain shippers on darknet markets nowadays, especially in the UK, you don't really have to worry very much. Um. <laughs> it's just very easy to access if you, if you you know if you know how it's funny too when you think about it because there's like logistics there's like all of the growing that's involved packaging all of that shit like there's a lot of business there that could be you know profited from and, and utilized to give people jobs and shit but instead it's got to be all like hush hush in some places still they should just embrace that shit worldwide and we'll take it over 
and it's it's mad you know you give you give a community a little bit of power and they end up policing themselves um this one you know there's one site that i'm on it's literally like amazon so if you get stiffed by a seller you know you can send your things and everything and then everything gets held in escrow funds so until you confirm that whatever whatever it is you've ordered has arrived you know the seller doesn't get their funds and and things like this so there's a lot of marketplaces that are looking out for the individual users which is really good um, but yeah, just imagine the potential if all of that was brought above, you know, above the law, like legal and stuff. I need to know a lot of smart cons. <laughs> I mean, I'm very happy to educate privately, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's very very easy, a lot easier than people believe. So, <laughs> step one: download Signal. Step two: bang that DM. <laughs> <laughs> we no, we used to use when we was uh, uni. It was uh, Silk Road on uh, Onion. Uh, on t- what was it called? Tour? No, I can't That's remember. It, yeah, on tour. Yeah, yeah. Tour, yeah. That was the one for us when we're back all the time at uni. That's why everyone used. But you used to get some really good stuff off there. Yeah, I never I mean, like something just never sat right with me using tech that like the government developed. Like it, it just never seemed that safe. So I never fucked with it. Luckily enough, allegedly. Yeah, you speaking about super cookies the other day? Yeah, that shit's no joke. And I mean, if if they built that shit, there's who's to say they didn't use some like ECC algorithm that's backdoored or something like we've seen that shit a lot with the RSA stuff. Like they're like, here, use this key. It's fine. We didn't backdoor it. And then like as soon as anybody gets their eyes on it, they're like, oh, yeah, this is totally backdoored. Like you guys shouldn't use this. <laughs> the The UK is just so behind the curve, though. It's it's pretty crazy. Like my obviously goal with uh, this nft project is to shed light on how you know legalizing weed isn't a bad thing i'm not saying i'm going to change the world or anything but even i'm trying to get cbd oil so like if you hold one of my nfts then you'll be able to use it as a discount uh on my store online which i'm being which i'm building at the minute which is also completely uh screwing with my brain but slowly getting there but speaking to um, wholesalers for CBD products, including edibles, and it's so hard to get a license. But luckily with them, I can get a sub-license through them because they manufacture it all. But you can't sell even CBD products in the UK unless you say it's not for consumable or it's you, you can't you can't link any health benefits to the CBD oil or the CBD gummies because... You know what they do here? No. They they just say it's CBD for dogs. <laughs> well, there you go. Go on my store and you can buy CBD for your pets. That makes more sense. But it's just maybe looking to other um, alternatives. Have you ever used CBG and CBN and things like that? CBC? Yeah, there, there's a lot of those novel cannabinoids that came out when everybody started growing hemp and figuring out they could do you know different things to it. Uh, it all just depends, like, what the ratios are and how you're ingesting it and, like, how your body responds to it. But most of them, it's it, I kind of liken it to, like, you remember those uh, ecstasy cigarettes that came out a long time ago? They were, like, herbal herbal highs or whatever. It, it kind of reminds me of that shit. Like, nothing's getting you high like THC or THCV or THC acetate or any of those. Like, none of the CB receptor binding cannabinoids are like gonna fuck you up they do though that being said have you know other properties and stuff if if you're uh, epileptic or, or have you know different issues they say <laughs> some yeah, research points to it you know helping that stuff yeah, but, but it's not gonna get you high well that's the whole point though isn't it like i want to touch on that cbd market because that of all the health benefits and you can't like you can't even make well so obviously i wouldn't make it but like speaking to the manufacturers today and they were saying you, you can you can sell cbd uh, gummies or the oil and then just say it's not for consumable and it's not a, uh, and it's more to do with a um sorry that's for the licenses so you have to say it's not for consumable but then even with the cbd and the cb and cbc you have to say that it's not a medicine and you can't talk about the health benefits you just literally say it's an edible which you know is strange because 
I could probably post on Twitter that this is uh, this has you know backed research to say it's good for cancer, it's non-intoxicating or neurological protection, all the buzzwords. Yeah, but like you can do that still. You just can't do it from the account that's selling it. So basically you just have to set up the market, let that act as its own siloed business entity basically, and then have like this stoned island marketing branch that does all of the education and does all of the other stuff that you're not necessarily allowed to do from the the hand that's selling it, you know. There's ways yeah. around things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm obviously I'm just gonna um, go for it anyway, but um, it's just frustrating, you know. It's like <laughs> there's so many benefits to all these cannab- uh, cannabinoids and uh, all the other strains, but you just can't market it as these health benefits, which is just typical UK being completely behind in all this research. There used to be stuff when CBD oil first came on, and um, into the market like it started blowing up but then they've just put a limit on what can now be brought onto the market and i found this all out today and i just thought how how crazy is it that we can't even promote something that is so beneficial to people with autism tourettes or if you've got anxiety and things like that yeah and i'm i don't know i'm kind of torn on it because like in on one hand you don't want a bunch of people selling snake oil making claims like we see with like homeopathic shit like there's a lot of precedent for people being skeezy and and making money off of the sick and and stuff the desperate playing on that psychology and everything so on the other hand though like a lot of this stuff does help certain people and to like limit that access is just silly. Like it should just be put out there. We always said that it should just be treated like a supplement, you know, and just let it, let it be sold and marketed just the way like vitamins and supplement companies do. Cause you can't really treat it like alcohol, even though that's what they do, but there's no, it's, it's not like alcohol, you know, there's no death count associated with it. There's, there's nothing like they're totally different. And I it's think the most similar thing you can't get intoxicated yeah. from it. It's 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 crazy to even think, but yeah, it's, I, it just baffles me. It frustrates me really. But in terms, of yeah, I mean, you could get faded, but it it just depends on what you're smoking and how you're smoking it, you know. <laughs> but what you're saying about snake oil as well, I feel like, yeah, okay, I can't make CBD oil in my mum's loft or whatever, but surely you'd be able to get representatives that have the licenses sorry if you can get representatives that have licenses that can actually make the product and therefore if they've got a license with their manufacturer you can white label that product and sell it as your own but even then it's still impossible to sell unless you have that license yourself yeah and i I don't know i'm only speaking from like the u.s side of things but at least here it doesn't make sense anymore to like start up your own lab facility and start making the connections because there's so many people already doing that that have already spent millions and millions of dollars on these lab build outs and have you know the logistics in place for trucking you know 20 tons of of hemp biomass to a facility that's then going to eventually turn that that biomass into like an isolate of different cannabinoids and stuff like it's a lot of gear and it's a lot of expense uh and there's so many people doing it it's so much cheaper and what we see a lot of people doing usually is just getting the different cannabinoids they want and then developing their formulations uh based on you know what they're trying to sell and that that seems to be cutting out you know all of that expense of trying to like make the isolates to then create your formulations when you could just cheaply buy the ingredients i mean cbd isol is so cheap right now yeah mate it's you, you, well that's the thing even in the uk you can't even buy the isolates and you know make your own but i think you touch on that point that you don't want it really you don't want that flood in the market of all these people making their own oils but that's why i think if you use licensed um manufacturers then it should be a no-brainer that these these products can get on the market. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm all about letting a market, like, let a market figure out what a market's going to do. But if it does anything like what it did here, it's going to race to the bottom and wreck itself as quickly as possible. And then, you know, everyone will close. The big ones will eat up all of the little ones and absorb all their gear and then just be bigger. And and that's that. Welcome to Capitalism 101 with Finn. V, how you doing, mate? Hiya, mate. I'm all good. I'm all good. Just coming from the Genesis Wolves. As you know, um, I still can't believe that you robbed the stone ducks, mate. Unbelievable. <laughs> Man, come on. Those poor guys. Like, <laughs> I, I was speaking to Akko quite a lot, actually. So that, you just reminded me about all that. It's so shit that they got rugs like that. But I feel like they, they've got such a strong community. They'll, they'll pull out of it and whether they design a, design a new product or carry on the same brand. But uh, I definitely did not rug stone ducks. <laughs> No, no, just just banter. Um, yeah, I mean, this communities are strong, but at the end of the day, they're based around a project. And I remember Finn talking about uh, about Inrect Wolf the other day, and he was saying sometimes it's just good to move on and become a part of another strong community where you can actually uh, develop something better with these things in place. But I wish them good luck. I hope they're able to put things in place. But again, sometimes you just have to cut your losses and move on. And even in terms of losses, time is very important too. Uh, we don't think of it as much, but where we invest our time, that's that, that matters a lot too. So they can probably just cut the losses, move on to other projects. But I think they've been able to... Uh, salvage some NFTs and some other funds from the treasury though, from what I've seen and heard. But v, anyway. what other projects would you recommend them them going into? That's, that that well, would be... To be honest, uh, I can I mean, think of one project that they could come into. Interesting. Actually, two, actually, actually two that they could move into. In terms of... Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be biased because I've been with the Rekt Gang since Mint Day. Um, I'm in the community. I'm, I'm the community manager. I'm the shit. Well, 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 I thought you was. I thought you was Genesis Wolves. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, aren't you with Genesis comment. Wolves? Oh, <laughs> okay. This is very confusing. Now, when I write these notes on the recording, I'm going to probably fuck this up, and you're going to get wrecked. So you, you I, probably I'm apologizing. So me and Stone Island have banter where I, I i actually thought stoned island is sdlc i'm not even kidding i actually thought it was stone ducks lifestyle club i didn't know that it was stoned islands was a thing and then since then he started to say that he's he's gonna say that i'm from genesis wolves and not wrecked wolf but yeah we've changed interesting, to Rekt, interesting. Rekt gang now anyway so this is the stoned good. island duck club so I, I don't know where you're getting your information um, we're actually coming out with a bull release here soon, uh, a Stoned Island Bull Club. Uh, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> By the way, just just uh, going back to the topic, I've come to get educated on cannabis today because um, some of you guys might not believe, but I work in healthcare and the things that I've heard about cannabis, it's all bad, nothing positive. Um, people who consume, who use cannabis, they, well, a lot of them, and it's, well, not a lot of them, but some of them end up being psychotic, end up in hospitals and all the rest. I know that's not pure cannabis and it's uh, a lot of other stuff that they might be smoking, but I've actually come in here to learn about cannabis today. So I was hoping for you guys to do that. Educate me, please. Well, doctor, guy's got his hand up. Let's see what he's got to say first. Oh, I didn't actually realize I had a hand up. I thought it was a hello. <laughs> Thank you, uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution. Um, no, I, uh, um, I mainly use it. Like I started using it for mainly for sleep purposes because I'm an insomniac myself. So a lot of the times people find me up late in TG and Discord at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 6 a.m. UK time. And it's not a surprise. So. Interesting. On, on a scale <laughs> from one to 10, how psychotic are you feeling right now? How's like, oh, I don't know. I was on a scale of one to 10, maybe 97 like uh perfect there you go <laughs> so, v. No, 
Uh, on a scale of one to ten, like two, probably. Um, and well, I that's would yeah. smoking weed, right? Nah, um, only a little vape this morning, just a little bit. Um, got one of those five ten carts on the oil pens and things. I mean, it start it started for um, insomnia, and I still continue it on for insomnia. Um, and I usually find out you know if you can take a break for a, a month, a month and a bit and stuff, and the, the insomnia is still there. But you know, I'm more than capable of completely stopping with no ill effects other than the insomnia. And I was just going to ask you, and, 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 and you could stop at any time, right? Me too. I, I could stop recording spaces anytime I wanted. Like, I'm not addicted. <laughs> I don't need help. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the only thing that literally gets affected when I stop is, is sleep. Um, and again, I think that's part of my whole background of it. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't choose to to continue and carry on and yeah like i don't fight because i go to the gym you know i work out um i do like food um but you know i think that all comes under the umbrella of of weed because you know you have a little toot and you want to go to sleep but something that stops you from having a packet of crisps on the way but to then there's cookies <laughs> the cookies are calling there's Holy too shit. much temptation there's way too much temptation the only thing i would say you really like if you're a frequent user is, is uh, if you have, uh, you know, a little bit of a habit of popping to the cupboard to get a snack, then just, uh, just keep an eye on yourself in that regard. Cause it can get out of control. Um, but no, I just, yeah, I, I didn't actually accidentally mean, I didn't actually mean to speak. I just meant to say hello, but I, I guess that's my little bit. That's all good. <laughs> my little all bit good. of story on that. And <laughs> I think, uh, I think guy, your uh, vape is that CBD or THC? Uh, THC. DMT. 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 <laughs> we'll, sa- we'll save DMT for next week, mate. But um, <laughs> that's interesting because obviously, yeah, is that subscribed in the UK or do you have to get that out? No, I, I, yeah, I have to get it from out out of the UK. Um, I have to source it from outside, and I know there's friends and stuff, so it's not. It's you know all people I know. Um, so um, hypothetically, if you could use USK to purchase your carts and your vapes on on a scale of one to ten, how likely would you be to change your business to mine? Allegedly, I mean, technically, yeah, that's just uh, that's just like one extra step. So yes, yeah, it's, it's piss easy because <laughs> I, I mean, I use I, like I use Monero to transact now. I can just go Monero into USK somehow and send to you done. <laughs> God, we are so early. When I hear people say that kind of shit, it just reminds me how fucking early we are with this tech. Um, but I think what V is referring to is the Dr. V, excuse me. I believe what Dr. V is referring to is the cannabis hypermesis syndrome, which we have been seeing a lot of, and nobody really knows what the fuck, except that it just like people that smoke too much weed or have certain brain chemistries that like they, they vomit, they have all of these symptoms that, that Dr. V, uh, the, 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 the psych, psych, psychopathy, is that what you called it? Uh, the cannabis psychopathy. Uh, but I, I don't, I'd be curious, like what sort of issues would be there if you remove the, the cannabis use. Um, but that being said, there's definitely some people that, you know, you should know thyself before you do any kind of drug. So if you're the kind of person that gets uneasy and shit like that, you should, you know, take, take it easy. If you get yeah. uneasy, just be easy. It's, uh, it's it's about knowing yourself, you know, like there's all those memes that run around and YouTube videos that run around that go like, what kind of drunk are you? And it's like, you know, it's the same kind of thing with this. It's like, hey, what, you know, what might I be predict like, um, I don't know what the right word is. What might I be susceptible to or what you know, might I have a predilection for if I take this, you know, what? Yeah, but you, you don't know add- in, until you do. Right. Like if, if I blacked out drunk every time I took a shot of whiskey, I would probably just stop taking shots of whiskey. But like, I don't know that until I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely an experimentation thing. And that's where you get a lot of people go, oh, no, I've tried that once. It wasn't for me or I tried that and I like it. And now I've 
yeah, there's a lot of people I know who have um, in the UK, especially, have stopped drinking um, and now only exclusively, um, you know, vape, eat, smoke. Um, and one chap I know just has it in a little dropper bowl and just puts a couple drops under his tongue, and that's him done for a night out. So there's all these different ways in which people can can enjoy it. But yeah, I, I guess it's right. You don't know how it's going to affect you until you do it at least once. Well, well I'm, 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 way, that's, I'm way that, less that's, of a dick. dick. Stone <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I'm a nightmare <laughs> drunk. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff we're trying to learn here at the Stoned Island Research Duck Club. Uh, and eventually, I feel like we'll get through these groundbreaking research achievements and we'll have answers to those, the toughest of life's questions. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, what I don't understand is why is alcohol legal and all good to use when, when it has such a harmful impact on health and uh Facts. well you see yeah, Mr. Pretty much dr v pretty much it goes back to the bilderbergs you see they were the initial rug okay when the bilderbergs decide to set up their capitalist society it was built around the premise of alcohol and you can't fight that v, i just crashed the space uh, yeah he's just, he's just he's just left he didn't like what you're saying then <laughs> Well, as as a doctor, I I understand that it's hard being a doctor and thinking you know everything, and then having your very reality foundation just shook because you found (laughs) out you didn't really know anything. I I understand. Yeah, but but like I, the way I see it anyway is like treat it like an allergy. You know, if you're allergic to it, then it's probably not good for you. So the people that do get these psychotic breakdowns and things like that, maybe there's it, I can't imagine it being from smoking one joint, but they probably know that smoking weed isn't good for their health, and then they end up in these situations that you know are not not great for them. Yeah, I mean, I I put my hand on the hot burner once and it hurt, and I never did it again. You know, some people, some people learn that way. Some people don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that what that definitely works, but again. I don't know whether V was just referring to smoking weed in general or he was talking about CBD and all the other stuff. So if he comes, oh, he's back. Let's, let's see what he actually, what he actually meant. It's been rubbed again. As yeah, he does this. He does this on purpose. I think he'll come into spaces and then just rug himself so that they have to stop doing what they're doing. Breaks up the whole flow of the conversation. I usually it's, edit it out. <laughs> it's all part of his persona to wreck the space. Sorry, guys. Doctor. Sorry, sorry. I got rugged. Um, you guys were telling me the reason why alcohol is legal and weed is not. Capitalism. Finn just did a, an, a, an outstanding job of a breakdown of capitalism. So, Finn, you can have to do some more editing skills here. So you have to repeat yourself and cut out the last like minute or so. Yeah, and I, I was being facetious. It wasn't the Bilderbergs. It was actually... Uh, the guy before that, what's his name? Harry Anslinger. It was that whole time of prohibition. And like, they just latched onto weed as being this way to keep like the Mexicans and everybody else down. And it just kind of continued on, you know, like that. They even, there was a couple books I read where they were even told by their board, their medical board that like, you know, there is all of these claims you're making about it being like this crazy dangerous shit. Like we're not finding any of that. And they still decided to just ignore that shit. They're like, you don't know shit. Even though you're our medical board, you don't know shit. And they just continued on, on the path. Uh, there's an interesting book, I think called my medicine by a dude named Irvin Rosen Rosenfeld. Uh, but he was one of the federal cannabis patients. And there was only, I think seven or eight of them ever. And he talks about like all of the ridiculous shit and hoops that he had to go through. And he had like this crazy, it was some sort of cancer where like your bones grow these spurs and he had to like keep getting surgeries to like remove the spurs. And like he found when he smoked weed, like he didn't have to get the surgery so often it slowed down the growth of the tumors. And so he, you know, went to to try and become one of these federal patients. And this book just kind of outlines his story of it. It's it's pretty crazy. Like the just him testifying in front of these boards and in front of Congress and everything, trying to like just be like, I just need to smoke weed so I don't have to get like 
10 fucking surgeries a, a year, you know, like just let me do it. Crazy shit. Though. What? And I've uh, come across people who actually say that it has uh, benefits in ter- even in terms of cognition, because people say that when you're stoned, it just turns you into a stoner and you're not able to, you're kind of phased out and dazed. But on the other hand, there's people who say that it actually helps them, uh, increases it, helps them with their attention and helps them focus on tasks even more. Yeah, and it, it totally just depends on the person. I mean, I could find people that tell you the earth is flat and we never touch the moon. And I could find people that tell you that the earth is a fucking pyramid and that the moon is made out of cheese. People just say all sorts of shit. But I think at the end of the day, you have to just know yourself. Go smoke some V. See how you feel, baby. It'd be all right. Well, I reckon you should smoke on the spaces with all of us to uh, see how you feel. He probably he's smokes a, and he's just messing with y'all. He's a doctor. He's he's, he's got doctor. He's got no, better. Look sh- at his face. No, no. <laughs> look at his wrecked face. <laughs> look at this wrecked wolf. Does it seem like it belongs to a doctor? <laughs> look at this poop chest, doctor. Doctor poop chest. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought that was chest hair. No, it's a poop they're, chest trait. No, it's a puffy chest. Oh, you do seem like. You he seem like the kind of doctor. Yeah. You seem like the kind of doctor that would print out his wrecked wolf and then put it on his badge at work and like would just, you know, go do the rounds with the <laughs> the wrecked badge on. Can you imagine if uh, I actually did that and I ran into Stone Island on one of the wards and Stone Island said, "Hey, is it V?" <laughs> and then it just zooms out and it's all of us in the asylum <laughs> that Rekt V is the doctor at. That's a good story. Get Netflix on the horn. That sounds like a great uh, modern version of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Did you all right, guys wrap ever this see thing the movie, up. Um, sorry, did you guys ever see the movie uh, Tusk? No, I didn't get it. Is that the yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro one? Not, when that, no, it's like um so like this guy gets like kidnapped and um ends up like being surgically changed into a walrus. It's Kevin Smith's best work. And if you tell him that, he gets really upset with you. <laughs> have you have you heard of that movie, Finn? Oh yeah, I've seen it. I I'm a big big dumb movie so, fan like that it, it's pretty intense i i that sound that he makes like when he's screaming because he can't scream sounds like a walrus but anyways you guys should definitely check that out uh, well, well <laughs> i think i'm definitely gonna have to check that out seeing you brought it up check it out and then go find him on one of the secret spaces and tell him how it was his best movie ever and then see how he reacts. <laughs> Did Kevin Smith really do that movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Am I making this up? Hold on, no, I might just I, be no, making no, up I just, shit. I, I just googled it because no, I thought it was Del Toro. So yeah, it's Kevin Smith. It is Kevin Smith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. I, I, I mean, it's it, it'll fuck your head up a little bit. So if you're not ready for that, make sure you know. Yeah, it's it's like it- human centipede-ish. If if you can't handle like that kind of gross medical shit, like it, it's it's a lot of that. Fair enough. <laughs> we always get so sidetracked when we talk when we talk on these spaces, Finn. But I mean you set up a space to talk about throwing up, so I mean here we are, bro. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. I mean, was there an itinerary? Sorry, we didn't follow it. Just- no, no, no. I I never set an itinerary, which is always a good thing but then when you have loads of different projects speaking and they all start messaging you saying hey can i speak now hey this person's speaking for a while can i speak now then i kind of wish i do an itinerary but that's why i like setting up these spaces i'd rather have a space where everyone just talks shit and just you know gets to know each other rather than hey buy my nft or check out this shit coin that i've just made and let's buy that <laughs> instead yeah, there has to be differentiation between the chill, chill spaces and then like the chill spaces for sure. 
hundred percent. Um, but actually, I'm thinking of uh, maybe doing this fortnightly. Um, and I know of a couple of guys that are into growing. Um, but obviously, it's very hard in the UK to grow. Excuse me. Um, what does fortnightly mean? Uh, it means more weeks. work for me. Oh. <laughs> Finn, you don't have. To, I've already told you multiple Sorry. times. <laughs> what? Fortnite is every bi-weekly, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Yeah, I think that's what you'd what? say over there. So uh, every two weeks? Two yes. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right. I just want like to make either sure. Either I, and... I want to start saying that, but I just want to say I use it in the right context because it sounds so fancy. <laughs> Fortnightly. <laughs> that is not a fancy word. It's just a word for two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So yeah, on the next the next one I do will be about growing potentially um because i know there's a couple of guys that they, they're quite knowledgeable on it but it's very hard in the uk to grow your own because it's illegal it's also weird in amsterdam because it's legal for you to grow it and it's legal for the coffee shops to grow it but it's illegal for them to sell it or it's illegal for them to grow it in large quantities and then sell it but they do it anyway hold on are we are we doing the pulp fiction bit hold on do you know what they call a cheeseburger in France? <laughs> no, that's interesting, though, because there's, there's something to be said about proper guerrilla grow tactics and uh, etiquette. So you don't be burning your apartment or excuse me, your flat. You don't want to burn your flat down. So that could be an interesting conversation. How to hide your grow from your neighbors while simultaneously stealing their electricity on the next <laughs> Stoned Island Duck Club space. <laughs> So uh, listen, um, but what about like, um, so they, I, I had seen a, it was a, there was a news thing that came out and it had shown like somebody was growing weed in their house in like New England and they're flat. And then there was like a giant spot where the snow wasn't growing, like on the roof. Oh, that uh, that's old. Signaled. That's yeah. Where, that's where, old. That's just a meme. I think it's yeah. just a meme. Oh, that didn't really happen. Well, I, I don't think it really. I don't think that. Well, we, it's always gone around. I thought that was cool. Oh, that, wow. that, 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 it's not this. possible for that to happen. It's not possible for that to happen because it, it's I mean, not going to be one spot. It's not if you're growing, if you're growing in your attic like that, it it is possible. But I don't, I don't think to that extent, unless you're like you're piping your heat like right there, and it's a super thin seal. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I I think it's just a meme. Well, hot damn. How about you go back and we can just erase this little portion real quick. <laughs> hey, do you remember when B-Bands asked about that meme? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to cut everyone off now, unfortunately, because we've been running over for an hour. But it, I really appreciate everyone stopping by. Hopefully we get a little bit more traction as we carry on fortnightly. Um, and then if we've got any other topics that we can talk about in terms of weed, I'm all ears, and I'm sure there will be a lot more of the people that will be interested too. There was quite a few people that um, couldn't make it, but they they've got some stories to tell. Uh, so there's always there's always going to be a, uh, a whitey story to tell here and there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna Aww. tell the stories. <laughs> there. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I was just playing around. I had no idea it did that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you even do that? I don't know. It's got soundboard, and then I clicked the smiley face with the hearts, and then it played the sound, and I was like, "Oh, that's wait, great. wait, wait! Where is the soundboard?" That's like, so funny. A little wand thing with like the little. It's like a magic wand, and then I click soundboard, and then. Aww. Oh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't even know I that. No idea this existed. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to edit all these. <laughs> Just wreck <laughs> all your editing, mate. Sorry. But anyway, thanks again for everyone for coming. I'm going to end this, uh, this space now. Peace. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Whitey Sessions, Episode 1, hosted by Stoned Island, recorded on Thursday, September 29th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, Head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. I smoked weed for years. It's made me an animal. There's rules to this shit. I wrote me a manual. First you get the script and then you get the antidote. Roll a shell, it can seal like an envelope. 
Light it up, it gets loud like announcers Rotates clockwise, never counter One puff, two times, then you're out there Cause my smoke's strong as shit like a bouncer Please be my guest, take another pass Pass it to the left and don't forget to ash You see there's a dish, please don't use the glass And you know that it's legit when you smell it through the bag It's like pine saw minus saw cause it smell like trees Sidebar, my bars, it's hard as chemistry I smoke good green, let's call it church money I said good green, then I said church money Let's take a trip, jump on my ship Let's call it the merry-go-round We'll get high off the ground Fly through the clouds While on the merry-go-round We'll puff and compare Smokes everywhere Riding the merry-go-round So pull up a chair Pass the bong and hotbox on to car garage all night long like your mom is gone. Then eat a bunch of food and write a couple stoner songs. Rolling merrily down the road like we got no regard. Let's take a trip, jump on my ship. Let's call it the merry-go-round. We'll get high off the ground, fly through the clouds while on the merry-go-round. We'll puff and compare, smokes everywhere, riding the merry-go-round. Cause me and Matt Lee smoke weed like cheech No chong, no bong, I just roll it in the leaf Tropical swish is sweet, on the lookout for police It's illegal where I'm at, so I gotta be discreet Your laws don't apply to me, I'm not from here From where? Somewhere, out by the sun there I brought some bud to share and a ten strip So hop on the ship, blaze one and enjoy the trip Let's take a trip, jump on my ship Let's call it the merry-go-round We'll get high off the ground Fly through the clouds While on the merry-go-round We'll puff and compare Smokes everywhere Riding the merry-go-round So pull up a chair There's plenty to share And watch as the merry-go-round Yeah